to Unsupervised Learning. I'm Daniel Meisler, and this is a show that explores the intersection of security, technology, and humans. I spend 5 to 20 hours a week consuming books, articles, and podcasts, which I then turn into a concise 15 to 30-minute summary and analysis. There's a summary episode every week, as well as standalone episodes that are either me sharing an idea on a topic or discussing one with a guest. The goal is twofold, to keep you up to date on the absolute latest in security and technology, and to explore ideas that hopefully give you something to think about. To regular folks with some basic computer skills, the dark web seems like enemy number one. People talk about it like it's the internet demogorgon. And the media doesn't help either, not to mention InfoSec marketing departments. As far as they're concerned, if you don't say the name of your password manager seven times before bed, the dark web will haunt your dreams. And sure, the dark web can be, well, dark. There are actually people selling data there, credit card data, etc. And people really go there to steal identities, to buy things in your name, and all those cybercrime things you've heard about. Plus, there are marketplaces for other bad things, like drugs and guns and much worse. So the dark web is not nothing, and it can definitely be seedy. But for me, and most of the other cybersecurity professionals that I know, the dark web is insignificant compared to its corporate counterparts. There are thousands of companies that legally, professionally, and efficiently collect, organize, and sell your data, and they do so as completely legal businesses. The biggest data brokers include Axiom, Oracle Data Cloud, LexisNexis, and Intellius. Among those, Axiom is particularly interesting. According to Wikipedia, Axiom was founded in 1969 as Demographics Incorporated. And in 2012, the New York Times said they had the largest commercial database on customers. But the best way to see how powerful they are is to list some of the data they collect in their online profiles of every one of us. 45 years of historical data on name changes and residential history, age, gender, education, employment, political views, relationship status, number of children, purchases, loans, income, net worth, vehicles owned, properties owned, socioeconomic status, economic stability, assimilation score. What the heck is an assimilation score? And these are just some of the things that are in Axiom Profile for most everyone that operates online. There's a popular story around privacy where a father saw his high school-aged daughter had received an offer from Target for something pregnancy-related and became extremely irate and complained about it. And a short time later, his daughter told him that actually, yeah, she was pregnant. These profiles are the magic that makes this possible for advertisers to show you the exact right thing at the exact right time. They simply collect as much as they can about you and keep that information updated and as near to real time as possible, all so that they can sell this information. In 2012, Axiom had tens of thousands of servers doing this 24-7, comprising over 50 trillion transactions per year. And that was 2012, so those numbers are surely far higher now. In short... While everyone is looking at cyber criminals and the dark web, data brokers are doing far more damage to people's privacy in plain sight. 
And to be clear, I'm not saying every iteration of collecting and selling data is bad, always and forever. It's pretty cool to have high quality ads when you want them, i.e. ads that are customized for your preferences. It's part of a future promise of having the world tailored for us. That's all great and positive and optimistic. We could imagine an implementation of these technologies that was benign or even beneficial, where people would know the privacy trade-offs involved, and they would be making these decisions transparently from a position of knowledge. But we are not in that timeline right now, not even close. Right now, people don't know that this is happening. They think the real danger to the privacy comes from hackers in basements, but it actually comes from big companies with parking lots, coffee budgets, and health benefits for their employees. As I wrote about recently, any tool can become a weapon. And right now, that tool is personalization. The answer is not to proclaim that personalization is always bad, but that its weaponization is, especially when most of the public is completely unaware. Fixing this has to start with awareness of these companies and the trade-offs we're making by letting them operate without oversight. And if you're interested in seeing what these data brokers have on you or asking them to stop tracking you, you can do that with a few internet searches. I hope this has been helpful. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode of Unsupervised Learning. I believe inserted ads are not just annoying, but that their business model is toxic to content creation. So if you enjoy the show, please consider supporting it directly for just $5 a month or $50 a year, which is two months for free. UL members get the newsletter every week instead of just twice a month. They get access to the archives. They get access to the UL Slack community, where we share ideas and links about the topics we discuss here. And they also get access to the UL Book Club, where we pick a book a month and talk about it live as a group. To become a member, just head over to danielmisor.com slash subscribe. And thank you so much to everyone who's already done so. Each of you is participating in the direct model of creator support that is helping this show survive and grow. And I greatly appreciate you. We'll see you next time. Thank you.